Welcome, welcome, welcome back to episode 6 of They Made Their Way to the Ring. Episode 6, man, wow. We're already past the halfway point in season 1 and we've celebrated so many legends in the wrestling world. We've covered Lillian Garcia, the goat on the mic, the seven-time women's champion Trish Stratus, Hall of Famer Lita, now 10-time women's world champion Mickey James, the legend that is Victoria, and most recently, the iconic best splits executioner and future Hall of Famer, Melina. This week, I bring to you the gift that just keeps on giving, a multi-time women's and divas champion, a Hall of Famer, a woman who took part in some huge first-ever moments, an NXT commentator, and Royal Rumble returnee. Okay, wait, wait. I'll announce her properly. She deserves that. Making her way to the ring from Buffalo, New York, Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon. So if we're going to start talking Beth, we've got to start by mentioning another another fellow diva, a Hall of Famer I like to believe was responsible for the birth of Beth Phoenix, and that diva is Molly Holly. Beth would join the wrestling team during her high school years. This was a typically male-dominated sport, and Beth would blast through that old-school opinion. She didn't join to spectate or valet, no. She joined to throw down in the ring with those boys, and that she did. Molly, however, came in a little further down the path. Beth would wait in line at fan access to meet Molly Holly and present her with a self-tape, a VHS Kids. It's an old-school DVD, I guess. I'm showing my age here again. I'm terrible at doing this on this podcast. And I'm only, only 31. So Molly, to Beth's, I'm sure, surprise, but no secret delight, would watch a wrestling tape seeing all of Beth's hard work, her passion and her commitment to the business and would pay for Beth's training and the rest is, as they say, history. After some great work on the indies and a decent run in Ohio Valley Wrestling, OVW, WWE's NXT back then, Beth would get her opportunity in May of 2006, a call-up to the main roster. WWE would cut an angle where we would see Beth brought up as Trish's protégé during a Trish and Mickey rivalry. For a week or two, Beth would be seen storming the ring on Trish's behalf to attack Mickey. She looked lean, she looked mean, and she was ready to kick some ass. And that was the plan. The 5th of June came around and Beth was scheduled for her first singles match. She would face the somewhat equally matched former two-time women's champion Victoria. There was rumoured to be a slap versus slap moment in the match but this didn't quite go to plan. As Victoria delivered her blow, Beth received more than just a slap. She endured a broken jaw. But the pro that she is, even though she felt something was wrong, she continued until the end and picked up the win. Beth was taken to the medical room after the match where she claimed everyone took a step back and gasped after looking inside her mouth. I imagine that was a shock in itself. The gasp can never be good news. Imagine. It would turn out after going to hospital and being x-rayed, Beth's WWE career had no choice but to be put on hold before it even really started. She needed plastic surgery with plates and screws inserted into a jaw. Ouch. One slap caused this. Literally one slap. It's crazy. This sidelined Beth for almost a year from the main roster, but fear not, she returned. She actually ventured back down to OVW after just a couple of months for another outstanding run. However, in July of 2007, Beth returned and the Glamazon, meaning a mixture of beauty and power, was born. Candice Michelle was the current WWE Women's Champion and the Glamazon made no secret that she was back. She was better than before and she was coming for the gold. She instantly inserted herself into the title picture after winning a huge Divas Battle Royal at SummerSlam. The final three consisted of Beth Phoenix, Michelle McCool and Tori Wilson. 
Beth was dominating the match and in the coming weeks delivered beatdown after beatdown on Candice and, and in October at No Mercy she would capture her first of many titles and become not only the most dominant diva in the division but the women's champion to boot. I agree this was a great time to bring Beth up because Candice, as much as I respect her work, she wasn't comparable to Melina or Mickey, so Beth coming up and taking the gold from her at that time made sense to me because it meant Beth would have competition, she'd have room to grow. I don't know if you all agree or you feel differently, but that's what I took from the booking decision. Beth would go on to have a devastatingly good first run. For six months, many challengers stepped up to her, but seemingly none could overcome her power, and she defended and defeated against the likes of Mickey James, Melina, Maria, Kelly Kelly, Ashley. In fact, she was unbeatable. There wasn't a woman on the roster who could match Beth, and that only served to make her more confident in the way she presented herself. This didn't sit well with Mickey as she, as she was built as the only potential threat to Beth and surprisingly to all she overcame the odds and defeated the Glamazon in April 2008, a televised title change overseas in London. I did love that for me, for the UK. Remember Mickey's face when she won? Yeah, picture mine, exactly the same. Was it done organically or was it a title change done too soon? When you look at the reign Asuka had, or more recently Mandy Rose, could Beth have dominated for longer? I think so. One question I put to you is, did Beth's time in WWE come too soon? Could she have thrived in today's roster more so than she did back in the Divas era? There's a depth in talent today that back then the roster didn't have, or have an abundance I'll say. SummerSlam came around in August 2008 and we saw a winner-takes-all intergender mixed tag team match. Intercontinental champion Kofi Kingston and women's champion Mickie James would take on the strange pairing of Santino Morella and Beth Phoenix in a winner-takes-both titles. I personally didn't like this pairing too much. I felt Santino... Look, he's a great talent. He's done a lot in the business, but I think Beth deserved better. As much as the pair worked, I think it shouldn't have. The, the act... <sighs> It should have been more comedy. I liked Santino Maria. That worked. No titles involved, just fun on screen. Beth was a champion. She was a standout, a powerhouse. This should have been utilised fully. While I'm glad Beth picked up the win for the team, capturing both the titles, I think the title matches should have been two separate matches. Yeah, it was memorable, but I feel like some of Beth's spotlight was taken. A little bit like the debut of Rosa Mendez. I probably get so much hate for this, but I'm going to stand by it. I enjoyed seeing Rosa on screen. I loved her character, be it a heel or a babyface. I even loved her on Total Divas. But I think the way she came in alongside Beth was wrong. Both stars, I think, would have benefited more from being kept away from each other. But back to SummerSlam, Beth would pin Mickey, capture the title and carry it all the way to the Royal Rumble, where Melina would capture the title and begin her third reign as champion. 2010 would be a big year for Beth. It started off in January at the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. We had the main event, the 30-man Royal Rumble match, or shall we name it the 29-man and one-woman Royal Rumble match. We heard the famous countdown. Three, two, one, and out comes number six, the Glamazon. The crowd popped hard, the commentators went wild announcing Beth as, the, as only the second female in history to participate in the men's Royal Rumble match, following on from China being the first. Beth sprinted without delay to the ring, standing face to stomach with the largest opponent she, or let's face it, many have ever faced, the great Carly. He picked Beth up, carried her over, the, over to the ropes where she landed on the apron. Then she laid the kiss on him. Woo! 
Wuxi smacked them lips right on Kali, eliminating him over the top rope in historic fashion. Beth would keep her momentum going when she attacked CM Punk, but Punk soon turned it around, delivering a go to sleep. With Beth laid out cold on the mat, Punk picked her up and eliminated her right over the top rope before Zack Ryder entered the ring. I love this moment, I just wish it had gone on longer. Still, credit where credit is due, creative saw an opportunity and it worked. It's a piece of history not many of the female talent can hold to their name. Extreme Rules fast approached and we would see another first, Michelle McCool versus Beth Phoenix for the Women's Championship. In the first ever Extreme Makeover match, I won't talk too much about this match, I enjoyed it, it was good to see weapons in the match, an ironing board I thought was an interesting one. The usual interference of Layla and Vicky was great, I think Vicky just brought comedy to her interferences. Beth picked up the win in true Glam Slam style for a third and final run as women's champion. I did enjoy this match but I wasn't keen on the name Extreme Makeover. It should have been left as Extreme Rules, making it feel less diva and more superstar. Like moving forward, not throwing any shade at the word diva, I grew up in the divas era. And let's not forget, without the divas, there'd be no superstars. We skip forward just a matter of 18 days and May the 14th would be a day I wouldn't forget. After weeks of back and forth with the duo of Lakeul, Beth came out for a match in her hometown of Buffalo, New York against Rosa Mendez when Vicky appeared and asked Rosa to please leave the ring. Please exit the ring. Excuse me! Vicky announced as general manager of Raw and official consultant here to SmackDown, Michelle has elected to use her automatic rematch clause, but for the first time ever, the title will be defended in a two-on-one handicap match. Wow. I remember having bumps when I saw this. Like, legit. It was obvious something big was happening and boy did it. There was a couple of standout moments in the match. Beth giving a fireman's carry into a fallaway slam and then the headbutt where Layla would take advantage of a laid out Beth, sneak over and get the cover for the three count. Layla was the new and first ever British women's champion. Now don't hate on me for supporting my fellow Brits y'all. I still love Beth. This moment marked the end of her women's championship era as further down the line against Melina as I previously covered in the last episode the women's and divas titles were unified much to my disapproval. I think Beth had a lot of great feuds to this point in her career and again I ran another Twitter poll. The results are in. I really should have learned from last time actually. I'm going to have to invest in a drum roll. So again, for purposes of the podcast, imagine a drum roll. Here are the results. In third place with 10% of the votes came Candice Michelle. Second place with 18% Lay Cool and in joint first place with 36% each was Melina and Mickey James. While I'm more of a fan of Melina than Mickey, I'm going to pick Mickey as the winner simply because I feel this pair had more memorable matches and the title swapped hands in London. That was a huge win for the UK. Now, speaking of powerful women, who remembers or who enjoyed the debut of Karma, formerly known as Awesome Kong from TNA Wrestling? This woman, I believed, was going to create waves. This wasn't your typical diva. She was the monster who was going to end all of your favourite Barbie dolls in WWE. Karma had vignettes week after week, showcasing her sinister laugh, showing part of her face and flicking the heads off blonde and brunette dolls. I thought it was great. I was down for Karma. She was first seen at Extreme Rules attacking Michelle McCool after a loser leaves WWE match against former best friend Layla. Karma would then be seen on Raw and SmackDown each week attacking the likes of Maurice, Alicia Fox, Eve and the Bella Twins. The 23rd of May edition of Raw came around and we got ourselves an 8 Diva tag team match. 
it would see Brie, sorry, it would see Beth, Kelly Kelly, Eve and Gail take on Melina, Maurice and the Bellas. Kelly started things off with, I think, Nikki or it could have been Brie. They were harder to tell apart then. And just as a face buster got underway, Karma's music hit. Down the ramp she came and it was Beth who said, no, let's all stand together. We are the divas. Both teams created a circle around Karma and that was that. I really thought this was going to be a Karma versus the locker room story going forward, where all the divas are on the same page, temporarily all baby faces, and they take on the monster. Someone please get me on creative. I'm full of these good ideas. But it didn't happen for obvious reasons. However, if things had been different, I would have rooted for a Karma versus Beth match of any kind. The power that could have been displayed. I just love how this segment, segment painted Beth in that hot minute to be the leader of the Divas pack. To say, the other, to say to the other girls, come on, we can do this. Let's take her down. So yeah, for this one, we, we were robbed of a huge angle. But all love sent to Karma, maybe one day we'll see her back. She's got unfinished business with the Bellas, I recall. And this is a new era. Imagine Karma versus Bianca or Rhea. Or Karma in the Women's Royal Rumble this time. What do you think? Where would you put Karma in the mix now? 2012 was not Beth's year. In April, we saw Nikki defeat Beth for the Divas Championship in a Lumberjill match. Eve... Eve appeared, mentioned her new title in the company and said she suggested the match due to the amount of divas sitting around doing absolutely nothing and of course the Bella's tendency to cheat, so the divas came out. The bell rang, Nikki and Beth fought toe to toe, then a weird storyline angle happened. Nikki was thrown out of the ring, Beth jumped to ringside from the apron and had an apparent twist of the ankle. The divas fought, Brie threw Beth back inside and after the ref checking whether she was good to go, Nikki rolled her up for a three count and became the new Divas champion. That injury during the match I found strange. Was this title change due to frustration from Beth with the powers that be? Was it just that they knew the Bellas couldn't out-wrestle Beth so either a cheat or injury angle had to occur? Will we ever know? Then in September, we saw Beth suspended by Eve, who again was still acting in an administration role. But to our delight, Booker T reversed that decision and we all gave a big few, a sigh of relief. Then October, well, October happened and we saw Beth get fired from WWE after what Vicky deemed a poor effort against rising star AJ Lee. AJ rolled up Beth for a three count and an unhappy Vicky came out announcing the match would be restarted. Beth attacked AJ, delivered a fantastic glam slam and won the match, second time lucky. Beth was later seen backstage thanking Vicky for the restart when the strange moment happened, announcing that Beth was Beth was fired with immediate effect. And that was it. Beth was done and she would hang up her boots. I believe she quit due to creative issues with the women on the roster. The Divas era was a funny time. The women weren't given a chance to showcase what they could do and obviously Beth felt strongly about this and decided to leave the company. I think it says a lot about her as a person, her passion and her commitment. We were all gutted to see the end of the Glamazon's time, but in true wrestling style, we knew this wouldn't be the last time we saw Beth Phoenix. So some of my memorable moments from Beth's career... She is currently the youngest competitor, male or female, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. In 2017, aged 36, and was inducted by fellow legend Natalia. Beth took part in the first Divas Tag Team Table Match, teaming with Natalia to take on Le Cool. She is a four-time Women's Champion and one-time Divas Champion. 
Beth would have a main event match on Raw facing legend and seven-time women's champion Trish Stratus in mixed tag team action, and Beth and Natalia teamed up for WrestleMania to challenge for the women's tag team titles, a match I hope they'd win for sure. Similar to Natalia, I believe Beth should have held more gold. So I asked for some of your favourite Beth moments from her career on Twitter and you all delivered. At Lee 33 answered with the two triple threat matches she had with Mickey and Melina, one at Judgment Day 2008 and the other on the December 31st episode of Raw in 2007. A match with Natalia on SmackDown on September 28th 2012, a match that I personally loved and wanted to see more between the two, either as a tag team or simply as rivals. And the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble match, of course, and a first title win at No Mercy 2007. At Movies Plus 16 said their favourite Beth moment was when she competed against Melina in a first ever women's I Quit match. And finally, at Lash the Legend said her extreme makeover match with Michelle McCool. It was camp, but it got them into wrestling. So, great answers and thank you all for the responses. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, I've said it time and time again. It's my, it's now my favourite pay-per-view of the year just simply because we get to see 30 women in the ring at the same time. It's great. <laughs> so Beth returned for the first ever all-women's Royal Rumble in 2018 and what a year that was. She got a huge pop from the crowd when her music hit but also when she stood face-to-face -face with Nia Jax. That was a brief altercation between the two that got the crowd wild and out of the seats. Another interesting matchup that I'd like to see for sure. I'd eat it up. Beth didn't manage to rack up any eliminations and to make things worse, she was eliminated by her best friend Natalia. Though I'm sure deep down and characters aside, she loved to have had Natalia be able to add that to her resume. Don't you agree? Beth would be seen again in the 2020 Women's Royal Rumble match coming out at number 19 and will get some payback when she eliminated Natalia. That being her one and only elimination. She also endured a busted open head in the match. She took a nasty bump on the ring post while trading blows with Bianca Belair. Her hair turned red, but that didn't stop her. She reminded us why she is the Glamazon and one of the greatest champions in history. So all in all, across three, three Royal Rumble appearances, Beth got two eliminations, the great Carly and Natalia. Should that number have been higher? Yeah, I think so. But what would you have had happen differently in any of the Rumbles? Let me know over on Twitter. My next best Royal Rumble moment with Beth came at the 2022 Royal Rumble and it was a mixed tag team match teaming with her husband Edge to take on fellow husband and wife team Miz and Maurice and I loved it. Yep, all of it. Everything about it, especially the build up to the event. The crowd popped when Maurice asked Beth to come out to talk. She gave every rhyme and reason why the match should be cancelled but when Beth said she speaks for everyone in this arena and would you just shut up? That's how I knew the Diva stands were still alive and kicking. I couldn't wait for Raw each week to see what was next. As a huge Diva fan, I love it when we're treated to matchups or moments from Diva's past to present. These two created magic. I loved the attack from Maurice on Beth with the brick in the purse. Maurice trying to get out of the match and that Hurricane Rana Maurice delivered to Edge was also a special moment. You need to see that if you haven't already. Remember, only $9.99 a month. She can still go and I think the right result came from the match. The right couple won. I love Maurice. She was a great champion and I love a new character. In keeping with the mouthpiece heel, she couldn't have won the match. It would have made no sense. She's great on the mic. She's great by her husband's side and she's fantastic at cheap shots and her reactions afterwards. But her wrestling ability isn't matched fairly to Beth. 
But I have to say, these mums... Sorry, my Northern English accent here. These mums or moms are still killing it in this era. And an interesting fact, Beth informed us all on Twitter at the Rumble, herself and Maurice became the first two women in history to face each other in three different decades. Did you all know that? That's something I didn't realise, but yeah, I loved it. In between these rumbles, when COVID-19 hit, Beth would be seen over on the yellow brand where she joined the commentary desk on a permanent basis. Beth was no stranger to this role as she previously did commentary on the first season of Mixed Match Challenge, the WrestleMania 34 Women's Battle Royal, the 2018 May Young Classic, the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble and the Women's Tag Team Championship match at Elimination Chamber. Wow, that's a lot of talking on her part and mine. I loved this spot for Beth. I know she was commentating from home during the COVID era and it was a difficult gig for the team, but they made it work. She was solid on the mic and a welcome addition to the team. It was great for the talent back then to have such a legend call their matches and I know she provided a lot of advice and support where she could. I'd first and foremost love to see a full-time in-ring return for Beth, but I'd even settle for a commentary return too on either Raw or SmackDown, with the occasional interference ringside or match of course. Beth, please come back to us fully. What did you all think of Beth calling the matches? Did it work for you? Did it sit right? Were you not a fan? Just let me know. So, were you all more of a fan of Beth as heel or babyface? I have to say that most of her career has been done right by me. I loved her debut. She was new and powerful. Not a diva in sight could defeat her. I loved her heel stages and her title wins. I think a mid-career as a babyface, Divas Champ, etc. wasn't right for me. I think Beth, like Maurice, should have always remained a heel. Not to distract Beth or discredit every character role she's been given because she nails it. Um, but championship-wise, sometimes I struggle. I think Beth belongs in the Women's Championship picture for me. I loved the Divas title and what it stood for, but I always pictured it being more like a mid-card title. Women like Tori Wilson, Maria, the Bellas... Kelly Kelly, I would have had his Divas champion, and women more like Beth, Mickey, Melina, and Victoria, they belonged in the women's championship picture, if that makes sense. But I was here for the Divas title for sure. But now she's a babyface in her late career. We have to remember she's a wife, a mother. Things have changed. I like this older and wiser Beth, taking down the disrespectful youth of today, <clears throat> Rhea Ripley. I for one can't wait for this matchup. Edge and Beth once more, this time taking on Judgment Day's Finn and Rhea. My money is obviously on Rhea, only because she's headed to WrestleMania, the grandest stage, to take on Charlotte for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So I think a loss here would kill her momentum and just make no sense at all. Nonetheless, I cannot wait to see WWE pit Beth and Rhea against each other. So... In short, Beth is one of the most decorated females from the Divas era that has given so much to women's wrestling. Was the Hall of Fame induction deserved? Yeah. Did she pave the way? Absolutely. Is it time for Beth to pass the torch? Hell no. She can still go. Her passion shines through her work. We've not seen the last of the Glamazon, even after the pay-per-view, I don't think. I think if Beth were to hang up the boots soon on a more per permanent basis, the next role I'd like to see her in would be more of a trainer or a coach role, much like I'd like to see Natty. Divas of doom forever, man. So I thought I'd finish up with some dream matches. So Beth versus Nia, I'm, I'm here for that. Not that it would happen, but imagine Beth Phoenix versus Jade Cargill, Glam Slam versus Jaded. 
And finally, not so much a dream match, maybe more a rematch, Beth versus Natalia. Maybe a retirement match for either woman. I'd have that as a WrestleMania match, to be fair. Maybe a controversial end, like a double knockout or countout. Maybe have it as a tables match. The possibilities are endless. Tell me your dream matches for Beth over on Twitter. So that wraps up our episode talking all things Beth Phoenix. And thank you again to all my listeners for helping me reach episode six. We've made it past the halfway point. Please, can you all keep retweeting, sharing and talking about this podcast and let's see where we can take it. Catch me over on Twitter. I'll get it right this time. Slee underscore Ryan. And you can find this and any past episode over on Spotify or Anchor. So I've been your host and I'll see you next time on They Made Their Way to the Ring. Ding, ding, ding.